1: Hey, hey, hey. Hello, 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 people, and happy day to you. Yes, this is a day that the Lord has made. I am rejoicing. I am still glad. I'm still glad in each and every day that I am here. I pray the same for you. Uh, I'm going to jump Right into our topic tonight, because I always run out of time. (laughs) I've been doing better lately, but um, I just wanted to say hey to you all. And I wanted to, um, you know, say hi to my hubby in just a moment. I'm going to give him a chance to say hi. Um, We were were, uh, working on getting him hooked up with us. And um, I want to just kind of give you all the topic for tonight. Which is a part three. This is a continuation of what we have been talking about. That is the fact that prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. If you have trauma in your life. If you have concerns in your life. If you need answers to situations breakthrough in some way, we're here to tell you that prayer to God through his son, Jesus Christ, changes things. Why? Because Jesus is our advocate. He is our mediator. He is the mediator between God and man the Bible says that He is the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by Him. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Because we we started this series, and it just seems to have dictated that we continue it until until the Lord says otherwise. So, hubby, can you hear me? Okay, honey.
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: I can. How are you?
2: I'm just wonderful. Glad to be here.
1: Good. You sound wonderful. You want to say anything about our assignment? (laughs) I I, I heard you pause.
2: (laughs) Um, Well, as you said, prayer changes things. Prayer is, um, is not... In my opinion, it's not taken seriously by the world un- unless it's a last resort. When nothing else works, then people um, want to pray, and that speaks on their level of faith and their level of trust and It speaks on the walk and the relationship that they have or lack thereof. Mm. Um, They're fair-weather communicators with God. As long as everything's wonderful, then there's no need to pray. And that's a one-sided mindset. But scriptures say we're supposed to talk with the Lord um, continuously. Mm -hmm. When we have a continuous communication, then it doesn't allow outside entities to disrupt our lives the way that that it does, and the way that the world is so um, disgruntled and discombobulated and and flying on the seat of its pants. It's obvious that prayer is not um, a major. Um, it's 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 not a major priority. But then whenever we have a disaster, Mm -hmm. then it's a national day of prayer or pray, pray, God bless the USA and and, and all of these things. So um, prayer has to be until it's taken seriously. It won't it it won't be effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will just be. A prayer praying and saying a prayer is two different things. And the world says prayers. Like now I lay me down to sleep. It's a remembered prayer. Mm -hmm. But we are supposed to pray. Mm -hmm. So with that said, take it and run with it.
1: All right. All right. (laughs) I felt that. I felt that. And it made me think of something i just saw i can't remember if i saw it online or if it was on tv i'm guessing it might have been online because i haven't been able to watch much tv uh this week but um in light in in the wake of the shootings that happened in um florida was that florida honey the reason uh, yes recent shootings i think that was in florida at, a, at another campus Someone posted some tweets by some of the teens who attended that school and who were affected by the shooting. And the teenagers, I believe, were saying, you know, they were they were screaming and and yelling at the president uh, to do something about. We
2: all need to pray.
1: There you go. And they were saying they were sick and tired of prayers. They, were, they don't want to hear anything about any more prayer because prayer hasn't been working. But then I saw where Billy Graham's daughter was just recently talked with or interviewed uh, not only about the passing of her father, um, but also about the shootings. And in response to the situation, she said, very interesting how... People told the Lord years ago, we don't want you in school no more. We don't want Mm -hmm. you. We don't want the Bible in school. We don't want prayer in school. There are still multiple cases going on now where schools are oppressing and um, mistreating Christians because they don't want anything to do with God in the universities or the schools. But here's an example. Like you just said. People, they want to pray in the midst of tragedy or in this young person's mind, we're sick of prayers because prayers don't work. Well, if prayers haven't been answered, there's a reason why prayers aren't being answered. And that speaks to what you're talking about is because that person doesn't have a real relationship
2: with no, God. No, they don't. Amen. 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 They say a prayer, but they don't pray, mm-hmm. if they even do that. And um, something I heard Dr. E.V. Hill say a long time ago, he was supposed to uh, say a prayer for a breakfast or for the president's breakfast or something, and they wanted a copy of his prayer in advance. And he says, well, I haven't prayed it yet. <laughs> So well, what do you mean you want a copy of it? And but the, what they were saying is well it should be written down and cuz all it is is a reading basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like, "No. I'm going to pray." Mhm. You write while I'm praying.
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: you want a copy. Of it.
1: That's right. But I'm
2: going to pray to God. I'm not going to say a prayer. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there is there's a distinct difference.
1: Amen, amen, amen. I'm getting fired up now. I'm getting fired up now because what I want to do is I want to share um, another story of answered prayer, where, where the Lord answered prayer on on my behalf. Um, in in the last few segments, we've been sharing stories from the women's prayer conference call that I started by the with the lord's instruction back in December of 2017. And so I've been giving some little some little excerpts here and there of some of the answers to prayer that we received and we began to receive immediately. But we've got a few minutes before we go to break, so what I'm going to do is say this. Prayer has to be in conjunction with a saved lifestyle, a save a person who's been saved, who have, who has accepted Christ as their personal savior. <laughs> the Bible says His sheep hear His voice, and a stranger they will not follow. But it also says that He doesn't answer a sinner's prayer unless it's a prayer for salvation, to be saved from the bondage of a sinful lifestyle. Okay, so I'm going to preface that before we go to break. Every and anybody doesn't get answers to prayer. So that young person that was angry because they said they were sick and tired of prayer, like uh, Billy Graham's daughter said, well, you can't kick God out of society or aspects of society and then be mad when he doesn't shield or protect from danger. The other side to that is, is that if you are a believer, if you are a Christian and calamity comes your way, danger comes your way and you leave here because you are martyred. Um, I, I forget the young lady's name. There was a young lady who became very well known because of one of the other shootings that had happened a long time ago. And they were these killers were asking The participants or the people involved, do you believe in God? Mm, I'm running out of time. They said yes. He said, go be with your God. And he killed them. So if that happens to you.
2: That was Columbine.
1: There you go. There you go. More after the break.
0: Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints
2: Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness. To create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at Inc. at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me.
1: All right, people, like I said, I'll be running out of time because I'll be caught up with what I'm doing. But we were talking about prayer. We were talking about the authentic uh, requirement of prayer that the individual who's praying has a relationship with the father through his son, Jesus Christ. And we were giving examples of how... um, People have been angry when prayer has not been answered, uh, such as in this most recent shooting. But there was a shooting some years back, and Chris reminded me that it was Columbine, where it became a very well-known incident because the killers were asking the 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 victims, "Do you believe in God?" and they were answering, several of them, and said yes. And so the killer then said, well, then go and be with your God and shot and kill them. So I was saying that if you're a believer and you find yourself in that type of a situation, then you haven't lost anything. You've actually gained. You've gained because the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And you instantly would be in the arms of the lord you instantly would would be in heaven and you would be free from the pain and the stresses and the uh you know troubles of this life you, those things would no longer have a hold on you you would be in a place where there is no more tears where there is no more pain, where there is no more suffering, there is no more sorrow, so you would not lose anything. And I could get excited right there, but I'm going to stick with my topic. I'm going to let you know that I am sipping my tea. And if you didn't get yours yet, you're going to have to wait till the next break. Or you're going to have to take your device with you so you don't miss anything. Okay? I am trying one of my Jamaica teas. It's from Jamaica and it's uh, called Fever Grass, Fever Grass, Lemongrass, All Natural Herbal Tea. I love this one too. I have the whole box has been sitting there because I haven't been wanting to try it, but I pulled it out tonight and I put some honey in it and it is the bomb. As my daughter would say, the (laughs) bomb.com. That's what my daughter would say. So let me give you. One of the stories, one of the stories that happened once we began the women's prayer conference call, this is my story. Um, My own son had been on my heart. He had been on my mind because I hadn't talked to him um, or texted him or seen him in uh, a while. Uh, Me and my husband were trying to calculate when the last time he had come. When we had saw him in person and i think it was like close to a year at that point and um he's been busy with his own life which young men tend to tend to get that way but i somehow i felt that it was more than that i felt like there was a distance there that i was not comfortable with normally even if um i don't talk to him i still feel very connected to him even when we're distant um this time i didn't feel like i should pick up the phone and call him because of whatever he was dealing with so i just began to pray about it and tell the lord how i felt about it in my mind um a few times i probably said something out loud but it was kind of a combination of things i was thinking about it i was praying about it and then um uh, within, it was, it was, I don't think it was even two weeks. I think it was probably about a week and a half, maybe I get a knock on the door. Okay. Um, it was after dark, my honey wasn't home. So I was cautious about opening the door. You know, I tried to peek out the window to see who it was. I couldn't see who it was. So I, I go to the door and I say in my deepest kind of strong voice who is it like you know (laughs) like i'm gonna intimidate anybody if there's somebody that shouldn't be at my door and this deep voice says it's the fbi and so i'm thinking oh okay well that's crazy that doesn't make sense that's what i say to myself and so i say back um who are you looking for who do you want uh And then the deep voice says, Christopher and Diane Jones. By that point, I recognized my son's voice because he could no longer really disguise it from his mama. Mama knows the voices of her children. (laughs) And I flung the door open and I grabbed his neck and I hugged him and I kissed him and I kissed him and I kissed him until he knew that his mama missed him. 300-something pounds, almost six foot or six foot two didn't matter to me. My son, out of nowhere, just had surprised me, showed up at the door. When I got through kissing and hugging him, I told him, I have been praying about you. You have been in my spirit. I've been concerned about you. And when he sat down, he said, Mom, I know, he said, because I could feel your prayers. I could feel your prayers, and he said he was um, heading back from a from a trip uh, up up north, and um, he just felt compelled that he couldn't just pass by without coming by to see mom and dad. Don't tell me, <laughs> don't tell me that the Lord doesn't answer prayer that was a real quick thing it was a real quick thing and he cares about the some of the things that 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 seem so simple the simplest things to the biggest things all right that was just one of my stories um of course I called the hubby on the phone uh said I got a message to him hey honey you've got to get home the sun is here I don't know if you want to tag tag along t- to that at all, Chris, or not. There, Christopher. Nope. All right. Well, I guess my well, my
2: mic was muted, and oh, okay. so I don't want to um, take up too much time. But it was it was definitely an answer to the prayer. I mean, I saw him for about twenty minutes. When I got home and, you know, that was my little fix. But it, it, it does much for your heart when God knows your heart and, and, and he answers your prayer like that. And it can't be disputed because it wasn't taken lightly. Uh-huh. And, and he is our father and he knows what we need. So he will send us what we need. And that's what happened.
1: What happened? You, well, actually, you were you were really um, missing him too, weren't you? I, I think we had had some discussions about it.
2: Yeah, I was I was really missing him, and I was totally caught um, off guard. So it, it it just made my day, it made my whole weekend.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so God answers prayer. God answers prayers. I wanted to share that one with you. And then if we can, I'll circle back and, and uh, you know, add some, share another one. But in preparation for tonight, I was asking Chris, you know, what did he think that we should do for tonight? Should we continue where we left off or should we start something different? And um, he, he, he reminded me that I had just shared a story that I saw on TV, just like the day before, like, I believe it was Friday. And then it was, oh, anyway, I don't remember exactly what day it was. Um, but I just saw on television, I watched this program called It's Supernatural and it's with Sid Ross. Okay. And he has guests come on there who've had um, spiritual Encounters, or, or you know, they they're Christians, and God has done some amazing things in their lives, and they share about those encounters. So, I'm watching this. I hadn't been able to watch TV in a while either, but I had it recorded. So, the guest was Ch- Chuck Pierce, and if anybody's interested, you can actually probably Google Sid Roth's show, and I'm sure you can actually find the show because. They have podcasts also. They have it where you can go back and watch the show also. So the the guest was Chuck Pierce. He's a prophet of today. There are still live prophets in the land. And he was sharing the fact that he had a visitation from an angel. He said this hasn't happened to him that much in his life. He said it's only happened like two other times, I think he said. And this was like the third time. But this time he awoke to see this angel standing before him. The angel, he said, had fiery red eyes, piercing fiery red eyes. Naturally, he was afraid and he said he, he, fell, he fell down. But in the moment he realized and remembered the scriptures that he had read about other men seeing angels and being uh, spoken to by angels in the Bible and how the angel always comforted them and always touched them and always strengthened them and told them to stand up. So he said, well, I know enough of the word to know that I should be all right and I'm going to stand up. And so he made a little joke out of that and he stood up and I kind of laughed. I thought that was funny too. But he said, then the angel began to look out the window. The angel turned from him and began to look out the window. So he automatically followed the angel and began to look out the window too. But then he was caught up in the spirit and angel, my goodness, great time again. You got to hold on people.
0: <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free. With Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
2: (laughs) A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A Black Nurse. <laughs>
1: All right, so I know you're on the edge of your seats waiting for the rest of my story, right? Okay, so let me jump right in. He goes to the window because the angel's looking out the window. He's caught up in the spirit. He's seeing what the angel is seeing, and there's some sort of warfare going on out the window. So he asks the angel, Who are you? The angel says, I am the angel of war that God has sent to war and to ensure that the people of God fulfill their destinies, their purposes, their assignments. I am the angel that God has sent to war, and to ensure that the people of God fulfill their destinies, their purposes, and their assignments. So I had told Chris this story, because and I wanted him to see it so I could get his feedback on it and see what he thought about it. And then today, the Lord reminded me that Chris said, well, maybe you should talk about that on the radio program also. And the Lord gave me scripture reference to back it up, in terms of our subject matter, talking about prayer, okay? So I went to the book of Daniel, and I found the very scriptural reference for what was happening with Chuck Pierce and this angel. What the angel was basically saying to him is that The enemy, Satan, and his kingdom have been warring against God's people, blocking them, causing hindrances, causing obstacles, causing difficulties where they could not completely fulfill their assignments, where some of them are having troubles, they're struggling. Uh, Chris and I have experienced a lot of warfare. Um, In the last 10 years, we have experienced a lot of warfare. There are things that the Lord has told us that we are going to do, supposed to be doing. And we have experienced a lot of warfare, although we have been doing um, things to a point. You know, we are active in ministry. So I felt like this resonated with me also. But here we go. In the book of Daniel, I'm going to start with uh, verse 2. It says... In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. He was in mourning. Okay. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Okay. So he was fasting and praying. He didn't eat pleasant foods. He didn't anoint himself with oil, wash himself. Um, He was in mourning. He was grieving. He was upset. He was something was troubling him. Okay, I didn't go back to get the full story because that wasn't the emphasis of what I wanted to point out tonight. So then it says, and in the four and 20th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is. Hideko, then I lift up mine eyes and looked and behold, a certain man clothed in linen. Whose loins were girded with fine gold of uphaz, a-faz, uphaz, U P H A Z, uphaz. I might not be saying that correctly. His body also was like the beryl, which is a precious stone, and his face as the appearance of lightning. His face was glowing like lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire. Does mm, that sound similar to the angel that Chuck Pierce was describing? Lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet, like in color to polished brass. His arms and feet were glowing like polished brass, probably a bronzy color, shining. And the voice of his words were like the voice of voice of a multitude. like many, I'm sure, like many and like loud and like strong, okay? These are some of the things that we describe when we begin to tell the women on our prayer conference call how to pray. First of all, we have to pray fervently. We have to pray passionately. Sometimes we have to cry and we have to weep and we have to wail in prayer, we also have to sacrifice, we have to fast, which is what Daniel was doing. We have to push back our plates and we have to bring our bodies into subjection to really and truly be effective, okay? And to show God how serious that we are. And then here, 21 days of doing this, the Lord sends Daniel, an angel, okay? Okay? And then um, um, verse seven, I'm going to skip and I'm going to come back to that um, because the chapter is quite long. I'm going to actually skip all the way to verse 12. And it says, then said he unto me, this is talking about the angel, fear not. And that's what Chuck Pierce said. <laughs> he said he knew from scripture that he wasn't supposed to be afraid, even though he initially reacted that way. But the angel said, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I came for thy words. So from the very beginning of Daniel's prayer, when he for the first day that he started praying and chastening himself. See, fasting chastens our flesh. Fasting denies the flesh. Fasting tells our flesh, no, you're not going to have what you want. I'm going to put you under my control. I'm going to put you under subjection because I am tending to some spiritual needs right now. I am seeking God about spiritual things right now or a circumstance or a pain or a trauma or an issue. Okay, okay. And I need some answers. I need answers to prayer, okay? So then um, he goes on to say, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. There it is, people. There it is right there. The prince of the kingdom of Persia. This was not a physical man. This was a principality. This was a fallen angel who was over lesions of demons, I'm sure. And they were causing spiritual warfare in the heavens. They were causing um, obstacles and hindrances. And they were probably working through other people in the land, the kings, the rulership, who knows. They were probably influencing them to block the answer that Daniel was seeking And so this angel is telling him, but the prince of Persia withstood me 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Michael was one of God's chief princes, one of the chief angels in heaven. And and God sent backup to the angel that was speaking to Chuck Pierce, I'm sorry to to Daniel and told him, we were held up, we were held up, the Lord sent back up, we fought, and now I'm able to come to you 14 says, now I can now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days so. There was warfare to prevent the prayer. Sometimes we pray and we wait for answers and we get discouraged because it seems like there is no answer or it's not coming fast enough. Well, there's different reasons for that. Sometimes it's just not time. Other times it's because of spiritual warfare like this. And so what I got out of what the angel was telling Chuck, Pierce in this recent vision was the same thing. The angel said, I am the angel of war that God has sent to ensure that his people fulfill their callings, their destinies, their purposes. So it's like he was sending, God was sending some backup forces so that whatever has been hindering the people of God from doing all that they are called to do in this hour, in this season of humankind, the hindrances are going to be removed. The hindrances are going to be stopped. They're going to be annihilated. (laughs) Have you want to join in on this at all? uh oh, well, let me give him a minute. uh he's probably muted again and probably trying to figure out how to get on.
2: I was muted um, okay the hindrances they have no leg to stand on because um when the angel when an angel comes to you and tells you we've heard God has heard your prayer and I was sent on your behalf. Then that's a done deal. That means your prayers are answered, mm-hmm. and 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 when it's a done deal like that, the enemy, the enemy knows because light has been shed on the situation. So it's they warfare against us. They don't warfare against against God. <laughs> you know so it's like once 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 it's set in a motion then, then then the enemy has to flee and has has to leave his junk behind and go mm. mm-hmm. there's no moving trucks <laughs> mm. you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: and even saying that um, that's how i know the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous because a lot of times, those things that were stolen from us and everything, when God comes um, and sends his war angels and the enemy has to flee, he has to leave our stuff behind. Hmm. And 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 we get our wealth back because we try to, a lot of times, fight the enemy on our own.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's taking so much from from our spirit, our emotions, our our, our life. He's taking so much and, and, and he'll if we leave it up to him, he'll leave a shell. And le and take everything. It's like when you were a kid and and every seven years you would see your locusts everywhere, the shells. You know. That's literally how we are when it's when the life has been sucked out of us.
1: Uh, hold on a second. I think we're having some problems here.
2: Well the music is coming on.
1: Oh, I see this. You know what? I'm getting confused. Okay, this is just our our third break. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm not the woman. I right, used to right. <laughs> I'm free
0: with Minister Diane Jones, and we'll be right back after these.
2: Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online authorhouse.com this show's host page amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming
0: sexual abuse this is the TokiNet Radio Network radio with a cutting edge is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer Thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Thank God I am free.
1: I am
0: free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on toginet.com dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, handsome, you want to... um
1: I'm sorry about that confusion. I was thinking for some reason that he was cueing us for the end of the show, and I was trying to say, no, the show's not over yet. But um, you want to pick up what, what you were saying? Um,
2: well, I was talking about how if we continue to hold hands with the enemy and and walk his walk and constantly... We're thinking we're living, but we're we're actually being having a life drained out of us. Eventually, we're going to be like like the the, the shell of the locust that, that we used to find in the yard that was a dead bug, but there was nothing in it; it was just a shell. Hmm. And and that's what we have walking around today in, in people's lives. They think they think they're living, but they they really don't have any abundance of life. And as soon as the heat turns up, they're committing suicide. They're, they're 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 literally praying to the devil um for relief. And the devil gives them relief and digs them into a deeper hole. Mm-hmm. And 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 they don't realize how how spiritually if they if you could see them in the spirit, how jacked up they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And unfortunately, a lot of them call themselves Christians. Mm. You know, and and until we learn how to pray and not just say prayers, but have a walk with the Lord, we will keep on being bombarded and hit by all sides by the enemy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they hit you high and hit you low. It's like in football. They say, hold him up so I can get there and take his head off. You know, they constantly beat you down. And and then eventually you'll be angry at God and want to ball your fist up at God because you're saying He allowed it when 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 you didn't want to connect to the Source and keep a constant communication with the source and and, and, and get your strength and have the war angels fighting on your behalf. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And when and when we as individuals don't know how to, that prayer is part of our armor. That prayer is a part of our weapons of warfare. And so when we pray, like Daniel was praying.
2: He wasn't and, saying a prayer, he was praying.
1: <laughs> That's right. And he was praying earnestly, cu- coupled with fasting, coupled with mourning, um, if you go further back, you'll find times where he prayed regularly, he bowed before the Lord, he faced the East. For some reason, that was the custom in those days, and, and it even, it's even even still the custom in the Middle East for, for, um, for Muslims as well as uh, uh, Jews. And that, so that's that's probably what Daniel did was probably indicative of what they're doing now. But he was regular, persistent, he lived a righteous life, and he got answers. He got answers.
2: And he wasn't a stranger to the Lord. God knew him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He knew him.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me read a little bit more of uh, this This same chapter, verse 19. Now, this is... Uh, the angel strengthening Daniel and he's answering because d- just before that, Daniel's saying, uh, uh, Your presence has made me so weak that I can't even speak. I- I'm just, I mean, you know, when you're in where, when you're facing a heavenly being, that's something. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's something. It's beyond the natural experience. So then in verse 19, and said, Oh man, greatly beloved. Fear not, the angel says to him, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened. So when the angel spoke it, it was so. He gained his strength and he said, let my Lord speak for thou hast strengthened me. The angel said, now speak. Daniel was strengthened and then he said, okay, now I can speak because you've strengthened me to speak. (laughs) We can't do anything in God's presence without his enabling us.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Then in verse 20, it says, then said he, knowest wherefore I come unto thee, and now will I return to fight. This is the angel saying to Daniel. Daniel. Knowest thou where I come unto thee, wherefore I come unto thee, and now will I return to fight? See, the fight wasn't even over.
2: Mm.
1: He had got some backup so that he could come and give Daniel the message. And he let him know, I still have to go back and continue the fight. He said, I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grisha shall come. So it sounds like he's let Daniel know we 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 met some opposition. We fought. I was able to get we were able to you know prevail so I could come and give you the answer. Now I got to go back and continue fighting. That is how spiritual warfare is.
2: And it's to let you know that God hasn't forgotten you. Yes. He's allowing me to show myself to you to encourage you and let you know that, that that warfare is taking place on your behalf.
1: Amen. Amen. And many of us, many people have probably not encountered an angel and don't see those things happening, but they're happening nonetheless. It's happening nonetheless. Certain people are, are graced with that, ability to actually see, you know, to see the the angels and talk to them, but everyone doesn't have that experience. But I think that we all could. I think if we lived in that realm, if we were committed like that, if that was part of our calling, and that seems to definitely be a part of the prophetic anointing is that you have visitations in dreams, and, and actual visions. So I wanted to point out the other fact that in verse 7, I didn't read verse 7, but in verse 7, it talks about how Daniel says that every there were other people with him at the time of this vision. At the time that he had this in, encounter with the angel, there were other people present. He said, but... And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. And I think that that's key, too, in terms of spiritual warfare. They felt the presence. Mm-hmm.
2: Go ahead. Said they felt the presence, and 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 that just shows you how much power God has given the angels to where their presence could come, and the people didn't even see them, but they felt the earth shaking and trembling. And what do people do when they feel the earth shaking and trembling, or 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 something they can't explain? They they get nervous and scared, faint, and everything else. And they ran. And that was one angel.
1: They ran because they were not spiritually minded, they were not ready to receive an answer and to experience spiritual things, they were afraid of it, so instead they ran. Many churches even right now, they won't allow a supernatural experience in the church. If God begins to use someone to speak a word, if God begins to use someone to give a prophetic utterance, if God begins to use someone to pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, if someone begins to weep out loud or cry, people will shut it down. They will kick you out of the church because they don't want any of that strange stuff that they can't comprehend in their mental, physical selves. But that's how God moves. He moves in powerful, supernatural, beyond our intellect ways. And so these people missed the answer to the prayer and only Daniel saw it. Only Daniel experienced it. They fled. So we're running out of time, but I want to encourage you tonight because the word of the Lord to Chuck Pierce was that the angel of war was being sent To ensure that God's people will fulfill their purposes, their destinies, their callings. I do not tell people to seek after supernatural experiences. I, I myself do not seek after supernatural experiences. But I'm telling you, I think that we should be prepared for them. We should be prepared for them because they are a part of the Christian walk they are a part of the kingdom of heaven when god decides that it's time to manifest things in the earth and through his people he will and he has done it before and the word was that he's about to do it again we got about a minute left honey do you want to say anything to close us out on that
2: um we have to be vigilant and, and put ourselves in a position where we're in tune of what God is saying right now regarding um, what's going on in the world and what, where we should be and what we should be doing. If he's saying we need to pray, then we, we have to be in tune with him to even be able to hear him say that. And then we have to be obedient and do it. Hmm. Small groups. You know, um, that's that's what that's what's going to be um, valuable now, and the most dangerous for the enemy is the small groups spread out. And and if if we do it, we can take back this land. All right, people,
1: prayer changes things. Till next time, good night.